0: It's Barely on Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans, by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely on Topic. We're coming to you on Sunday, May 8th. Uh, it's Mother's Day, and it's also my birthday. So, <coughs> yes. Uh, and we're recording right after the Bruins' huge manatee game, in which they, uh, I don't know, I don't know if you heard this, they won. so they did, uh, they, they did win, it checks out. Yep, I am VA, I'm here with Jeff. Yo, yo, yo. And Tim.
1: Hidey-ho, you know, neighbors.
0: And I should note that Nick would be with us, except uh, it appears that when he went to Game 2, he caught, he, like Charlie McAvoy, caught the COVID. So, yeah. Um, why don't we talk about that first? Charlie McAvoy is in per- COVID protocols. And how was the mood before the game, guys?
2: Uh, it wasn't good because, of course, um, Empress Lindholm got uh, creamed in uh, game one. Game two. Two, sorry. Yes, okay. Game two, right. Uh, so we we're going without the top pairing, which means going into this game, the top pairing defense was Grizzly Carlo and love them both to death, but yikes. Well, (laughs) furthermore, you know, the notion of a four board Clifton second pair and then Josh Brown playing it all
0: um, were scary. (laughs) I get it. And I feel like I uh, well, Anthony was also very measured, Um, but I think that I was I was I, I, I had faith, which is not something I can say very often, but I had faith. That they could get this done. I suggested mental toughness. Which is something they haven't had throughout this series. They're just starting to turn up the toughness toughness part. The physical toughness. You know I was not afraid of that. I was just like you know what. I got a good feeling about today. The Bruins are not going to let me down. They better win. They're not going to let me down today. I thought Krizzlik is going to be playing at home in front of his mom for sure. I thought Krizzlik would have a. A decent game. I mean, he didn't have the standout game that he had in 2019, but whatever. He won with the rest of the team, so that's all good. And I just, I don't know, I just had a feeling I was not going to count the Bruins out, not after having seen them on Friday night. Oh boy. But I digress. We we got a little ahead of ourselves. I just wanted to talk about the McAvoy thing because that was the big news of the day, uh, other than the win. So let's go back in time to Monday, which was not my favorite day of this week in lots of ways. Um, And uh, I'm not going to get into why it wasn't my favorite day specifically. But let's talk about that Bruins game. First of all, I don't like it when the Bruins start on the first day of the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) That is bullshit. I need to have like a day or two. You know how they used to stagger it? It's like, okay, we're going to stagger it over the first three days. The starts for all of the the things. That's because they only had it on like NBC Sports and the various networks. Now it's like,
2: like nope, nope. We got two networks to work with. We are starting also all, all all eight series
0: on the first two days, four series a day. That's a lot of hockey. Yeah, that's a lot of hockey. I did not watch, but anyway, Bruins went down to Carolina, and for the first thirty six minutes of that game, it was like, wow. The Bruins are in this. They have shown more fortitude than they have in any of the three games that they played them before. And then it all fell apart.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like the rest of that game wasn't a calamity, but it wasn't good.
0: No. 1628. That's when, uh, was his name? Seth Jarvis? I don't know yeah. what his first name is. I don't care. He scored on a tip-in. Niederreiter. I used to love Niederreiter because I love his last name. His name's name. fun to say. Niederreiter. Niederreiter. It means low I mean, rider.
2: I mean, his, his first name's Nino, too, which is also fun. I
0: just want to go Nino, 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 Nino. Um, it's a fun name. It's a fun name, but I hate him.
1: <laughs> they, they also... The one thing that also made it fun about his name... Is uh, I, Canes fans came up with the "Give me fuel, give me fire, give me Nino know, need a rider."
2: Really, the Canes come up with that? Like, I feel like, like, like I understand it's Minnesota, and like you know,
1: it could have been if Minnesota dry thing. white
2: toast is your thing there if you if you support the Wild, but like I feel like they had enough time to come up with something that easy and good.
0: If you ask me, if North Carolinians or the, the good people of Minnesota, Minnesotans, is that what they are? If you ask me which one I thought was more likely to come up with this, being more clever, I would say Minnesota because I don't think a lot of clever comes out of North Carolina. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would agree. Yeah. <laughs> And for God's sakes, I- I- NHL nap, please. Uh, NHL nap. Oh, boy. NHL app. Update your picture of Tyler Hall so he's not wearing a blue jersey. Okay. Sorry. I had to say that.
2: Blue jersey.
0: He's, it looks like it's probably from his Buffalo days. and yeah. I think we can say <laughs> days. I feel like everyone wants to forget that. Hall, Buffalo, everybody else. Someday we will forget about it because it was really unnotable, or notably bad, but just not great. I mean, you know, apart from, you know, the great thing, you know, turning Anders Bjork into
2: actual assets. (laughs) (laughs) Upgrade!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Basically, Taylor Hall was the only Bruin who scored in this game. He did that early in the third the the thing I can take away from this game that was positive because it wasn't really positive it was five to one, uh, end score. Is despite that score, Olmark wasn't
2: bad. Like there was only one goal you could really hold him responsible to, and the game was gone by then anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean the penalty kill was great. Our power play was not great, but our penalty kill kept them from scoring three times. They both had like three instances where they had penalties. Uh, I mean power plays and. Neither team scored on the power play, which is fine. Whatever. Not really fine for us, but we, we kept them from doing it. Um, So that was pretty good. So, but, you know, Trent, Trent Frederick. I know that we have a listener, a friend of the pod who loves Freddie. And Freddie is like, in some ways, he's very adorable and he's very funny and (laughs) like sometimes what he does is just genuinely like just stupid but funny getting a misconduct late in the third I, i dude i mean everybody hates brendan smith yeah that needs to be a new tv show remember that show everybody hates chris it should be everybody hates brendan smith
1: Except for TNT, who says that Brendan Smith is the grittiest player to ever grit the walls of grit.
0: <laughs> Which is an interesting thing to say about a guy
2: that was supposed to be like this, like superpowered uh, offensive defenseman, before he made the jump from uh, Grand Rapids to Detroit, and then turned out, oh no, nope, never mind.
0: Like the only thing that anybody ever remembers him for,
2: is almost getting his soul
0: ripped out by by Dan O'Chara
1: laughing at him in his face
0: <laughs> the look on Chara's face is just priceless and that whole sequence is just you know what I think I'm gonna go watch that again tonight <laughs> dude you don't get taken in by Brendan Smith you don't get him to to make you rough him and then get thrown out of the game for it okay so yeah. <laughs> Freddie is again showing some how should we say maturity issues I don't even fucking know. Freddie was so fucking bad those first two games. Yeah, well, I mean, as it turns out... Cassidy agreed with me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking... I'm looking through the penalties to see the ones that he did and to see how... He he had an interference call that luckily um, didn't involve a score against. So he lucked out there. But then... Let's see. Is there more? I feel like there's more because he ended up. Okay, it was just the one penalty, but I. But you know, by this, by that time, Cassidy had had enough. Now, the second game is the game worth talking about at all, except for the Bruins just never showed up. Really, I mean, Patrice Bergeron did, but he can't do everything on his own. As wonderful as he is, I, the Bruins had 38 shots on goal. They got outscored 5-2. to I'm going to tell you the truth. I just, after the first period, I just walked away from the game. I was just like, no, I can't do this tonight. I just can't. We tuned back in late, like middle of the third, I think. That game was well out of hand by that point. So I just chalk it up as like, that was the worst game they played so far. And,
1: And honestly, when you have a third string goalie come in, and, oh that's uh, right. And he's played three NHL games. He played fifteen games in the HL, so eighteen professional games experience in North America. And the one in the first five minutes he's on the ice, you can only muster one shot on net. You probably don't deserve to win.
0: No. No. That's right. That's the game that Auntie Ranta uh Auntie Ranta ended up leaving the game because a goon. Yeah. Yeah, Pasta took a run at him. (laughs) What? No,
2: Pasta didn't take a run at him. I'm sorry, it's like Pasta clearly turned around and did everything possible to avoid that impact. And it just didn't work out.
0: Yeah, it was not great. There was no intent for sure, but bad result. You know, we're always talking about that. I mean, there (sighs) there are so many hits. There was a hit in that game. Where it's like, it is a good hit by the standards, but it's a bad result. You know, and I'm talking about Svechnikov on Lindholm. The thing is, the the NHL has the position of if the player is moving the puck, they got to keep their head up. And he didn't have his head up, and Svechnikov hit him. And it's considered a good hit, although bad result, because Lindholm was knocked out of the game. Yeah. So basically, yes, you don't want to see Ranta necessarily get knocked out of the game, but he was playing the puck. I think he had a foot kind of on the edge of the crease. He was not in the crease.
1: Also, the other thing with that too, so Pasta was coming in hot. It was... Ranta was coming out of the crease to play the puck. Pasta was trying to, like, shield himself from not getting hit with the puck being shot out. Yep. Also, Also... it was like 17 seconds into a power play.
0: That's not when you're going to take a run at someone. Nope. Uh, if you're going to have to take a run at someone, you're not sending pasta. <laughs> you know? Just, no. that's not the player that you're going to do that with. I didn't think of so many other players that you would do that with. But Svechnikov decided it was open season on defensemen because he had a knee-on-knee on uh, Charlie McAvoy later on in the game, which I was glad... After having seen the hit on Twitter, I was glad to see that Charlie got back up, played the game. But still, I mean, how many defensemen can you take out? And the team was just kind of lifeless. I mean, they just didn't do what they needed to do to even take care of their own. So the Bruins deserved to lose that game. They did. So naturally, the coming into Boston on Friday, if you're a Bruins fan and you were feeling a little bit like leery of any more games being played against you (laughs) or having your team in the game, I don't blame you because I was given the chance to go to the game on Friday night. And I I took it. I took it. But I had to think about it for a minute because I was just like, I had said to members of this group here, if the Bruins lose on Friday night, I'm not watching on Sunday because birthdays should be happy. But the, the Bruins won. On Friday, and it was so fun. That game. All right, first of all, let's talk about how Freddie, who had disappointed Cassidy in the first two games, was out. And much to the chagrin of people who don't like having wags back in the lineup, Chris Wagner was back in the lineup.
2: I think more people were upset that Noshik was inexplicably on the third line than Wagner was in. But, like, who the fuck was going to go on the third line left wing?
0: You kind of break up some things. You do.
2: And I will say that's like, you know what? Noshik has been was great these last two games. Yep. Yep. So this is fine. Yeah, Noshik was great. This is a good place to put Noshik. And relatedly, moving Curtis Lazar to center has been fantastic, too. And he is fucking feeling it right now. You see it on his face every
0: single time the the camera cuts to him. That guy (laughs) has got some spunk. Total. Like, he's just like, "Eh, wing, I can play it. But center is where I feel comfortable. So it's like, so that fourth line's becoming fun. <laughs> I was really happy to see Chris Wagner punch Brendan Smith in the face the other night. <laughs> that was great. On Friday night, we saw a more physical team, which is great because the other team had been beating your ass for the past couple of games. So a little more physicality. You have Derek Forbert. Blocking nine shots, nine shots. Even third star of the game, man. Nine shots. And um,
2: uh, yeah, and before people, someone says, "Oh, you're blocking too many shots." You're not. You, you have possessions like six of those were on the power or on the penalty kill, and one was when and one was when the uh, McCain's had the goalie pulled. So only two of those were five on five which is approximately the number of block shots you want a player to have on five on five.
0: <laughs> you know what? I didn't break it down. I'm just like, I like it. Oh, I you... saw
2: someone else break it down. Great me credit. That's Pluto. I think that I think that, that, that I saw had hashed it out.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I can understand. You can can't, you really can um, be concerned about how it's playing out with possession time on the various man advantages or disadvantages and whatever, but Holy cow. I mean, can we just give props to nine block shots by a defenseman? That's pretty good. It
2: just looks uh, astonishingly self destructive, but like, he did it. It worked. He was able to, he he finished the game and and continues to play. At least one of those almost took him down. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And despite what everybody's saying about Cliffy having like an amazing series, I'm like, what? Or doing amazing stuff. I'm like, I see forward, like rescuing Cliffy from his own situations. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, yeah, Cliffy is a lot like a is is a bull in a china shop on the ice, or a bull on the ice for that matter. That's kind of what it is. He just kind of barrels in there and is like, "Hey, I'm here. I'm doing stuff. It might not always be good, but I'm doing stuff here." And that's kind of how it happens. And
0: then he either has to get bailed out or he doesn't get bailed out and the other team scores. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Cliffy is a, um, Taurus. Uh, when's your birthday? <gasps> yep, he's a Taurus. So the bull analogy is appropriate.
1: <laughs> score one for me then.
0: Yeah, score one for you. Yeah, I, I was impressed by what Forbert was doing. That was great. they you know, the Power Play scored twice on Friday.
2: I mean, and that 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 coil
0: shorty. Oh my god, the cho- the coil shorty to start it off because when when the Cane scored first, I was like, "Oh no, not again." And then they came back and scored a shorty not too long after, not immediately after, but not too long after. We you know, we left the first tied 1-1, right? I think. Yeah, like like I remember, that
2: first goal gave up, and like, oh, here we go. It's just, it's just, it's just, this team's not even playing that badly. They just can't hang. And then it immediately changed, like right away when I said that on that game, when I tweeted that during the game on the on Friday.
0: Yeah, I remember going into this first intermission, going, okay, one-one, this is good, this is good. I don't even need to leave right now. I just need to be in the game. That's it. And of course what I forgot to mention was that Swayman took over the net and I just felt incredibly positive about that. I was just like, I think Swayman does really good under like real pressure. You know, if you read that, that article by Fluto, I think it was last summer or something. This is a kid who thrives with pressure. So, and regular season's not huge amount of pressure. So I'm just like, all right. This is a guy who it's like, oh, you're either making the team or you're not making the team. And he'll have like performances like you wouldn't believe. Right. That kind of pressure. So they put him in net. And it's like I, I immediately just thought, well, the team is going to respond because they're going to be like, oh, we've done fucked up. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for Ulmark. I don't know I if I want to assign much blame to him, but the team in front of him played like shit. You know, and we have two unproven goalies in the playoffs, which is a little concerning, but hey, that's fine. So we got Swayman, who's been with the team longer. The team in front of him responded to the fact that they had a net change and they pulled out a win for two, which was fantastic. And you had Coyle with this shorthand goal. You had Marshy, you had Pasta, Pasta in the power play, Taylor Hall in the power play.
2: Well, Marshy's just been a beast these last two games. Oh yeah, just 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 all over the ice, doing Brad Marchand things, and I mean that in both the in both senses.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it, that was something that I kind of noticed in game two too. Is like the Kings were absolutely under the Bruins' skin, and like they looked kind of. Um, like the Canes did when Marshy got under uh, Justin Williams' skin, it was kind of like a role reversal there. And the um, Bruins had no composure, and they've totally regained that composure now. Winning helps a lot, but they they seem to they seem to be doing more of the agitating rather than being agitated at this point.
0: Okay, so on Friday night, I am sitting in our balcony uh, spot. Of course, I went with Ben, and there are two people sitting next to me, and there's a woman right next to me, and then there's her boyfriend or significant other, I think. Um, and he shouts out early in the game, Tony D'Angelo is a noted scumbag. <laughs> I went, true you know. Yes, he is. And so we had a little conversation about what a scumbag he was. Anyway, I love that. There was somebody else <laughs> in another section of the balcony that <laughs> had screamed that he wears a white pointy helmet. <laughs> I did not hear this. I heard this secondhand. <laughs> and there was somebody in front of us who started a chant of fuck you tony. <laughs> fuck you tony. <laughs>
1: so, I mean, while we're on the uh on, on Tony D'Angelo today, Brad Marchand calling him a racist, um, going into the period was hilarious. And in in true Tony D'Angelo fashion, his clapback was telling him he had a big nose. Yeah, like uh, great. Better,
2: the better better part here, Marchand. Apparently, in his post game appearance with media, he was asked about his exchange with D'Angelo. And what he seems like, oh, I just said I was just saying hi. How was your Mother's Day? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um no he kept saying you racist you're racist you racist you race you're racist you're, you're a racist yeah uh, and then turns to the
2: reference says he is <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what i don't understand is if you're so proud of being white why do you hate it when people call you a racist if you are a racist i don't get it
1: I mean, he's very, yeah, he's very willing to put all this stuff out there. You'd think he'd be more proud of that fact.
0: I mean, it doesn't sur- surprise me that he supported the uh, the insurrection or Trump or all that yeah, stuff. This kid's been this, been this since
2: junior. Like, he got yep. suspended in the OHL in his draft year for saying racist things to
0: other players. Right, right. And you know what? It's like we, my husband and I had this conversation during the game. You know uh, that we watched earlier today And I just said what happened to Just calling people bitch asshole Dick dickhead What 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 happened to those slurs You know what I think what it is Is people are disoriented on
2: the grounds that they Can't use a that they can't Use gay slurs now because like let's face It athletes would be uh, we would be calling people Um uh, I don't even know what to Say in place of it here but uh, no, you no know.
0: Anything that will uh, undermine Their masculinity Yeah which is yeah. just completely stupid to me because it's like you know now you're just saying like oh that you think that gay people are feminine and it's like no there's a range of masculinity masculinity under the gay umbrella so shut the fuck up it shouldn't be they shouldn't be slurs that are hurled around that shouldn't be it just call people dicks and dickheads or motherfuckers just do those things that's fine
1: but also like some of the uh, some of the memes that came out of Martian doing that are pretty funny. <laughs> a lot of people brought back the old "the worst person you know" made a great point.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, like, I gotta tell you, like honestly, like you're kind of telling on yourself by breaking that out. It's like, so, so you're telling me that the the worst person that you know is not the guy who's being called out right, rightly called out for being a racist here. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, there's like, there's, I, like uh, I saw
2: D C B tweet that. I'm like, oh dude, you done gone fucked up.
0: Mm -hmm. It doesn't surprise me that Tony D'Angelo Is the poster boy for white mediocrity Yeah, he's talented offensively But his defensive game is shit And he sucks a fucking snowflake Oh my god, he's so fucking sensitive He lost his mind today, it was great Oh, Tony D's big mad, we're sorry Oh my god Try more (laughs) I'm gonna just tell you right now If you're a team who takes on Tony D'Angelo, I'm going to just hate you. I don't care if you think he has redeeming qualities. He doesn't. He doesn't. No, no, there's nothing good. There's nothing good about this man. All of the bad outweighs any good. It really does. But anyway, I think that people need to stop apologizing for him or ignoring the shit. There's a reason why he doesn't play for the Rangers anymore.
2: Or the Coyotes or Tampa.
0: Yeah, they all wanted to cut ties, so...
2: I was gonna say the fact that Tampa drafted him in the first round, and they're like, "Okay, I will just trade him for a second. No big deal.
0: Not our problem. That's what it's called." I just loved seeing him lose his mind today. He
2: threw his stick at Marshawn after the empty neck goal. Like, how is that not going to get dops has to has to look at that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They should. Like that. That's got to be some kind of. I don't know if you can get a fine for unsportsmanlike, but like, if you should if you, if you can, you should.
0: Well why don't we talk about the cross check to the face Of Curtis Lazar Which one Okay there we go
2: I think that states (laughs) it (laughs) There you go (laughs) The one he got penalized for Or the one he didn't get penalized for (laughs) How about all of them
0: (laughs) He he got penalized for the one But then he continued to go Rough up Curtis Lazar As as if Lazar was cross checked him in the throat earlier too Okay, yeah, but I'm just saying, <laughs> the one that Dops is probably going to look at, I, I would hope, unless they just decide they wanted to wash their hands clean of this series. Um, the one where he got penalized, and then he went over and kept roughing up Lazar right after that, as if Lazar made him do that.
2: <laughs> Amusingly, though, Lazar just keeps laughing in his face yeah. throughout it. Again, Lazar is really feeling it this series.
0: the guy's a little touched and i love it (laughs) well i mean has lazar really been there before he's just enjoying the ride man he's enjoying it i don't i don't blame him enjoy the fuck out of it you don't know what's gonna happen you know um i just want to say that he's also the uh calendar boy this month with his two french bulldogs did you know he had two french bulldogs oh frenchies huh? he has two frenchies (laughs) i do not remember their names i'm sorry but they're very cute um anyway Yeah, so I think the dops really should take a look at the cross check because a cross check to the face, which is what it was, is, um, that's an intent to injure. It Uh, really is.
2: Yeah, whether it's face or throat, both of those are are bad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you cross check someone in the chest, that is just being a dick. Okay. Not really going to hurt. You cross check somebody in the back around the kidneys. That's an intent to injure. That's what they cracked down on this year, remember?
2: You After- cross-check someone in the throat, that's arguably an intent to kill.
0: Um. <laughs> yeah. Right. It doesn't take too much to fuck all that stuff up. Trust me. But remember how like Krejci last year in the playoffs got like cross-checked a million times in the, the kidney area and then they were like, well, we're going to focus on that this year. So I guess we're going to not focus on the other cross-checks. Fine. Stupid.
1: And- And what happened with that, too, is Critchie got it a bunch of times in the kidney. He does it once back and then gets called for it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm completely flummoxed by what is a call and isn't a call at points uh, during the series. Even, like, just stoppages of play. Like, icing. I'm going to tell you very confidently right now that I don't even know what icing is anymore. Because there have been so many times where it's just like, it's not even waved off. They're just not calling it. That Phantom High Stick today. Oh my gosh.
1: That came up to like oh, to the Chris the grisly- Like. like yeah. Don't
2: get me wrong, I'm like I, I would have been would have been like I would have nodded him like, yeah, okay fair if they called it a hook, which is what it was. Yeah. Also, incidentally it should have been a hook with a matching holding the stick. But anyway, um
0: Well now you're asking a Carolina player to be penalized. I mean they got nine they took nine penalties today. Yeah. <laughs>
1: to I, be fair, like some of our like like I want to say maybe um two or three of our power plays were negated by penalties on us.
0: Yeah. Uh, Got to love that whole shoot yourself in the foot mentality. But but at the
2: same time, you know, we get the we get the goal and then they challenge the goal. And it's like and the, the worst part is you're seeing people that should know better saying that they think they got it wrong. It's like, no, no, that was pretty clearly not goaltender interference.
1: No, it was clear. And it's funny. I had I saw someone
2: or at a minimum, to- it wasn't enough to overturn a goal. Had it been I saw- called no goal on the ice, I've been like, oh, it sucks, but fine. But once
0: it was called a goal, there was not enough to overturn. The puck had already squirted out from between his legs before his pad was even moved.
1: Also, the person who moved his pad was Pesci.
0: Yeah. Okay. I, I also <laughs> thought it was friendly, friendly fire on that too with the with the stick. So, all I, all I know is that the puck had squirted out well before his pad even moved. Yeah. So it's not goaltender interference.
1: And you're not you can't call interference on your teammate when your teammate's the one who moved your pad. So, like, if you want to blame anyone, blame Pesci because he's the one who clearly moved. Uh, the pad and opened up the area.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it was just great. Penalty after penalty. I wish the Bruins could figure out the five on three. What the fuck, man? I mean, they did get one of the five on threes. They With one, one second to spare, right?
2: Which I, was, I, I didn't think they had. I was like, and then when they took forever, I'm like, oh, they're trying to figure out if it was on the five on three or if it negated the uh, rest of the first uh, of the first minor of the double. And I was, like, excited to see that it was the five-on-three. Too bad they didn't get another goal in there because that would have been funny. Or better yet, two more goals because that would have been funnier.
0: Yeah, it would have. <laughs> but um, Sebastian Ajo, go the fuck to hell. Okay? Yes.
2: Yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, that could have been, like, a, that could have been calamitous, right?
0: Yeah, it was like, so close to Bergie's eye. Oof.
2: Like, that could have been some, you know, some some, some Manny Malhotra, Bra- Brian Barard shit right there. Like, e <laughs>
0: I mean, I saw um, yesterday Darcy Kemper get um, Johansson's stick stuck in his mask. Oh, yeah, oh. that was bad. I did not want to look at the results of that. They got him off the ice and I was just like, I don't want to see this. But uh, it's so scary when the blades get so close to people's eyes. And just today, I and Bergie wanted to go back right back out. I love Bergie. It's
2: like, it's like, dude, the amount of blood on your face, go, go, go get Game period's almost over. Go get stitched up, and we'll do this thing. Right, <laughs> right. And
1: it opened back up. Um, I don't know how much, how bad they, st- how much they stitched it, but in the third period, he had to clean it off again because it opened back up.
2: I mean, that happens. That Brendan Smith's uh, busted up nose. Uh, what was that Friday? Did the same thing, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, he deserved it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there aren't too many players who haven't had their nose broken in the league, right? So, yeah. This is just a it's common true. injury, and it's not, it's very seldom really life threatening. So I just, I love the fact that he got punched in the face. It's just great. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like him. <laughs> I mean, like,
2: the fact that he's the least loathsome player on that team is just like, dude, like, Like that's gotta chafe you that like, also of course you know he and D'Angelo were teammates um as recently as last season elsewhere.
0: Oh yeah.
2: So really, the two of them are just half douchebag. We'll carry. We will travel.
0: Oh, are they their own little group traveling douche, traveling doucheberries? I was gonna say. (laughs) (laughs) Traveling douche
1: nozzles.
0: (laughs) They're traveling douche canoes. I was thinking of the traveling woolberries. That's where I later. know I, I know, I know. I was uh I was trying
2: to put together my own joke, and it didn't come together on me here. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, Uh gosh, the defensive pair from hell. <laughs> Although I don't think they they play in the same pair,
2: but that's okay. I know, I, I don't believe so. No, no I think, but- uh I think D'Angelo plays with uh, Slavin a lot. <laughs>
0: Uh, Slavin's a good dude. How does he put up with this
2: bullshit? I mean, like, the man's found Jesus. I feel like that's a big part of how he puts up with it.
0: I, uh, look. He's an
2: incredibly religious dude, from what I understand.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes, he is. Um, he and his wife also adopted a black baby, um, and she's (laughs) adorable, and I could only imagine if, if D'Angelo fucking said something to him. I think that Slavin would just Be like, okay, lose it. Yeah, let me lose it now because that would be terrible. That would just be the worst thing. I would not allow Tony D'Angelo around my family.
2: Speaking of which, being Ethan Baer, who's used in a lot of the NHL's diversity uh, promotional stuff right now, on the same team as as Tony D'Angelo,
1: also crazy.
2: Like, that that just got it. Also, being scratched in games where Tony D'Angelo's out there being Tony D'Angelo. Poor Ethan
0: Bear Yeah you deserve better buddy You really do I want to point out one thing Last week we were trying to figure out Which old dude Brad Marchand Would uh, get under the skin of And eventually forced to retire (laughs) And we came up with Derek Stepan, Who we said won't see this series Guess what guys He's in the series He's here
2: because well you know Jordan Martin got broken Yes (laughs) Yes,
0: uh, that was an unfortunate collision. Yeah, it was tough to it was tough to watch. I got no beef with Jordan Martin, Jordan Martinuk. That sucks, man. Yep. So, <laughs> what exactly happened to him? Do we know? I know it was his leg, but fall looked like it was knee-ish, but okay.
2: But I haven't seen. I, I haven't looked. But I haven't. Seen, I didn't see anything at the time that said what it was.
0: Okay. Well, I, I was just curious if we knew. We didn't really know. Yeah. So today's game we've talked about very specific things that happened in the game, but we have not talked about the actual game. Brenda Moore complaining hard about that no goal. That's what my husband just tweeted me. Well,
2: well, Rod, you know, if you just, you know, we're less of a crybaby, maybe he could go fuck yourself instead.
1: Yeah, this is the thing. <laughs> after, uh, after game two, and Rod is still, like, whining after game two, up to low and I'm like man the song fucking dies down to not the whole thing
2: low. though right like he, he uh. criticizes the refs with impunity because dundun's basically like don't worry i'll
0: keep paying your fucking fines man <laughs> god well you know and also um as mandy pointed out you know he has every advantage here if he keeps complaining about these things because look at what uh barubi did uh in 2019 uh, <laughs> I know. Bruce Cassidy should have complained the fuck out of that uh, trip call or non-call. And he didn't. I, I Look, I am all for the idea of wanting to play above people to to not come down to their level. But you know what? Sometimes you just need to go to their level and even below.
2: Again, it confuses me, though, because like, you would think the refs would like punish the whiners and hard.
0: Nope. Nope, it's an optics thing. It's a totally an optics thing. Uh, they want they wanted to look like they have the best officiating in the in the league, uh, or not in the league. In, at in, the same time, they sports. don't
2: want the officiating being criticized. Which, like knowing how this league operates, you think they'd go for? You would think that they would go after the the whiners because of it. But anyway,
0: no, ah, uh, well, no, no.
1: It looks like Bergeron had his kids with him in his presser.
0: Oh, future Bruins. I don't think Victoria is going to be a hockey player. I, I just don't. She doesn't seem to gravitate towards it. Um, and uh, who is it? Noah. Oh, boy. Noah's a little punk. <laughs> <laughs> he might he might have spent too much time with Uncle Brad. And I think Zach Bertrand is the player there. And he, he seems to have the same temperament as his dad. So it's really sweet. All right. So anyway, I'm looking forward to Derek Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> getting forced to retire from this series <laughs> I really w- love 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 let's just keep getting at D'Angelo about what a racist piece of shit he is that's good Brendan Smith keep doing things to him because it's funny and it, it, keep being physical like go and hit Svechnikov as much as you want
2: you know they're, they're getting, they're getting Trucek to commit a lot of dumb penalties
0: Sue. So. hey that's good Get the, get that other team angry and desperate. It's it's wonderful. It's gonna do great things for your games. It's it's what you did in the past. Keep doing it. Um
1: Oh my god. Rob Brennemar on his failed goalie interference challenge. I would have bet my life on that one. Well it's a good thing you didn't. Because you'd be <laughs> dead
2: now.
0: Rest in peace, Rod, rest in peace.
1: My lord.
0: Yeah. Okay, so Pesci scored in the first, and thankfully, before the end of the, the first, we had Burgie come on and tie it up. And that was the first point from Brad Martian, which turned out to be a five-point performance for him. He really needed that. So then, uh, very early in the second, 33 seconds in, we had Jordan Stahl. Mm. And then uh, DeBrusque, by the end of the period. Thank God. On the pa- uh, power play. Oh, so wonderful, so so wonderful. It was at the penalty. Uh, it was oh yeah, that was the that was the contested goal, and then the Bruins went right back on the power play because of the failed challenge. So, but then of course, right after that, I think is when Bergie got hurt.
2: Yeah, it was during that power play. It was when uh, the uh, when that when the Aho high stick on Bergeron happened. Right.
0: Okay. Yep. Yep. So, Sebastian Aho can go fucking burn in hell, and that's fine. Um, I'm good with saying that. And then Marshy in the third scored with like a second left on uh, the on, on the five on three. they still had
2: almost three full minutes of power play left.
0: Yep. They didn't score on it. And then we had pasta.
2: Yeah, Pasta scored in in, in regulation, uh, not terribly long after. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, five minutes later, about, and then uh, Bert, uh, Marshy. That last that last three minutes, that was quite a a, a thing because uh, they had a lot of problems clearing the zone, and it. I remember seeing the the clock tick down. I'm like, you guys have got to change out. You can't have the fourth line on there the whole time, and like Forbert and. Cliffy or whoever the hell it was. It, it, they, so they, they got the, the puck down and then Marshy scored the empty net goal and Tony D'Angelo lost his fucking mind. Maybe you should play defense. you're yeah. a defenseman.
1: Also, uh, N.T. Ranta was asked about uh, Pasta's collision with him, and he said he didn't think that Pasternak was a guy who would intentionally hurt him, which obviously... He also either said... Goalie shit happens, or collision happens. Apparently, it's not clear which it says with his accent. (laughs) These are very different
2: things.
1: (laughs) I I hope he said goalie shit happens because that's funny.
2: So what he's saying is, when he got hit, he pooped himself.
1: Maybe.
0: It's good. Series is tied up two-two. I'm feeling good despite the fact that uh, Charlie McAvoy is out for this game, obviously, and for Game Five for sure. Hampus Lindholm, who was knocked out of Game Two, may come back for Tuesday. He was skating this morning. He was in the building on Friday night, and the the building was very loud. So hopefully he'll be back, and that's good. But they talked to Brandon Carlo in the first intermission. I don't know if you all got to see it. But Carlo said that their strategy was, uh, part of their strategy was to shorten their time on ice, like the shifts. So where they might play some longer shifts, they shortened up the shifts so that they could, I think they could be fresher um, and be more aware. And I think the defense did a really good job today. I mean, obviously, keeping the, uh, the high scoring potential down to two goals. Very good.
2: Like, yeah, Josh Brown looked clearly looked like on you know why he's uh you know breaking glass in case of extreme emergency, but you know he didn't embarrass himself.
1: Right, exactly. And in a few of the scrums, he got in the middle there and did big, large human things. So I mean, he's a
2: big dude. Like at the at the celebration at the end there, I'm just like Jesus fucking Christ! Like Josh Brown's a very big guy.
1: Yeah, he's a large human being.
2: Because <laughs> it's not even just he's tall, he occupies a lot of space. Like unlike you know Carlo's fairly slight giant.
1: <laughs> you know, Josh Brown is just like big.
0: Yeah, okay. Let's uh let's take a look at their their stats here. Um uh let's see. Okay. So let's see. Brandon Carlo is listed as six six two twenty.
2: So Josh Brown is six five
0: two twenty. Yeah. Bone structure! Yeah, pretty much. Bone structure will will do it. Um, You have a slight frame, you have a heavier frame, carry weight differently, you know. Carlo's very thin, but it's got, like, some massive legs. Whereas I think that Br- uh, Brown probably carries more in the the thorax. Yes. And maybe not as much in the legs. So, I think that's, that's how you explain it. I'm happy with the result. I feel better about... Game five now. I'm not. I'm not making any predictions, but I'm just gonna say I feel better about Tuesday's game than I did going into today. I think that the Bruins today showed a mental toughness I've not seen this this postseason. Yep, a, for, a fortitude, like a mental fortitude, that they were just like, you know what, you have to get through us, and they didn't panic when it didn't. It wasn't certain that goals were coming. Yeah. Like the the thing is, when you've got Jeremy Swayman in net, and you have a defense that is being duct taped together, <laughs> you need to rely on your forwards a lot more. What they need to do, more specifically, oh, especially without Charlie McBoy. what they need to do very specifically is fucking score.
2: Uh, yes.
0: <laughs> the other
1: thing I will say too is someone else pointed it out on Twitter and I kind of agree with it. Swayman versus Ulmark in net. Swayman seems way more calm, cool, relaxed, almost like Tuka did, where nothing seems to kind of phase him. Mm-hmm. Where Ulmark seems more erratic. If you you feel with with Swayman seeming so calm, you feel more calm about watching him in net. And the only thing I will say is Swing's gotta clean up the rebound control. Yeah, bit.
0: yeah. Um whereas Ulmark in the later part of the season was finally doing a lot better on his rebound control. Swayman's gotta clean that up.
2: Well like so like like on game three, like um, what was it, the 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 Slavin goal? That was bad. That looked bad for Swayman. He cleaned it right up after that and was great to close out the third though. Right. He recovers well from from his from a blunder, whereas Olmark's one of the guys I think that gets into a shit spiral. That just happens.
0: All I can say is that Olmark played with the Sabers for his whole career so far, and I think that can fuck with you. Whereas Swayman has come up through the Bruins system in only hes only his second year, his second year pro, right?
1: Yep. Right,
0: he's had a, a modicum of success, and he was in a system in Maine, which it was just like, uh ah, Swayman will handle it, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> very much so. He yep. he like by far saw the most shots. Like, like I think you like his his junior year, which was his last season, he saw like it was something like three hundred more shots than the guy who was second to him in facing shots on the season, which is insane.
0: Yeah. So, so basically, Swayman's had more success, I think, than Olmark has based on what's been around him. Um, but also, I think that there is just goalies have different personalities and have different techniques to calm their minds and stuff. And um, Swayman has that factor. And I also want to point out that Tuka is still mentoring Swayman in respects. You know what I mean? I don't know if he's doing the same thing with Olmark. I mean, they should just pay Tuca to just be a mentor for both of them, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And any future goalies coming up, because Tuca is, uh, he's a weird, lovable guy, in my opinion. I like the weird guys. He's had the most success, the most success that a Bruins goalie has had, unfortunately, without winning the cup on his own. You know, I know I have to. Put that in there because everybody says oh Frank uh, Frank Thomas that's not the right one um <laughs> Tim Thomas <laughs> <laughs> Frank Thomas does not have a Stanley cup either unfortunately no, he does not <laughs> isn't he the guy that's doing the eugenics commercials or something yeah hes he's a very large human being as he well. is his head is like humongous and I I hate the name of that supplement because all I can hear is eugenics and like no <laughs> no. Nobody think, wants that. I Except think Tony D'Angelo. Said, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it's I think no it's reaction. Okay. Thomas. No, 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 no. <laughs> I I'm sorry, I'm trying to listen to Tim. No, I heard that Tony D'Angelo that he should yes, he should totally do the eugenics one right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tim. Are yeah, really-
1: it's it it I was just saying it's him. I think it's him, uh it's Doug Flutie. There's a third one in there now too.
0: I don't want to think about their penises. I just don't. I mean, I mean, I made the mistake of looking at the Brett Favre penis pictures, and I'm like, no, I will never do that again.
1: Well, that's, I mean, first of all, everyone did that when that came out. Yeah. And second right. of all, oh, well, Good for a you. lot of people did. A lot of people did. And let's just say um, you shouldn't be so proud sending those pictures out.
0: No, no. No, it never. You know, I don't think I have to state this on this podcast. Um, I think that all of our listeners are awesome. Uh, if you are male or you know non-binary and happen to have a penis, I'm sure you're not sending people unsolicited dick pics.
1: No, don't.
2: don't are, just, just don't do that.
1: <laughs> no, don't do it.
0: Don't at all.
1: And NASA apparently is doing it to aliens now. So. <laughs> That's, 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 that's where we're at in 2022. NASA sent out nude photos. to be
2: extinct before the aliens actually see those pictures. <laughs>
1: because, because how
2: space time works.
1: Uh, NASA sent nudes to space to entice aliens to come here. So um, NASA's out here thinking that the universe is Tinder and we're just sending out
0: nudes. It really does um, give t- new meaning to send nudes it does. Okay, well, um <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I'm not quite sure where to go with this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we are guaranteed at least two more games. Thank God. Uh and yes. and most likely three. I would expect so I still I at I initially thought it was going 7. After
1: the first two games, I thought my prediction was going to be really far off. But now, I think it's probably going 7.
0: Yeah, I have it in 7. If the Bruins can keep playing like this, don't be out of games. Be in the game.
2: Yeah, I don't know what to expect from Tuesday. Yep. Once you do, because, you know, when, when the Canes get get um, uh, last change again, like well, we
0: saw how that went in the first couple games. I'm sure that Cassidy and his crew are working on that. I, I feel like right now there's a momentum shift. And that intangible kind of thing is exactly what can change a series, right? Totally. So we're going to see. We're going to see. I just I hope think... that we keep continuing to to get in under their skin and drive them fucking crazy. That's all. Yes, I think I think the first
1: maybe five to eight minutes of game five are going to be really important because obviously Carolina's going to want to come out surging at home. And with the Bruins kind of having a little bit of momentum in the series right now, if they're able to kind of weather the initial storm and not give up any goals and then um, maybe like steal one, steal a goal early on, then that would be huge to the, not only for the momentum of the series, but also it would be big for um, deflating the Hurricanes
0: um, in a big way. Uh, and I hope that everybody fucking wears a mask when they go down there. Oh my god, yeah. Batten down the
1: hatches. Seriously? Don't grow out. Don't... Maybe sleep at the
0: arena. Um, I don't know. Just don't don't go anywhere. <laughs> Uh, only do team dinners in the uh, dining room. Uh, only take your masks off when it's just you guys, or I don't know. Do whatever you can because you can't lose more people to COVID. I know it's confirmation bias to say that I think that's where Charlie got it. I know it's surging in other places too, um, but I know I know one person, and he knows another person. They're both in Carolina, and they got COVID. So therefore. <laughs> That's where Car- Charlie got it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I really hope that they just take real good care because we can't lose more. Um by the way, did uh, so the one game that I did watch midway through the second overtime <laughs> was that first game uh between the Penguins and the Rangers.
1: Oh my god. Uh, starting at seventy nine C's.
0: That game was Jesus. bonkers. Yeah. It was fascinating to watch, but it was so painful, too. Casey DeSmith left that game with a core muscle injury. He got surgery. He's done for the playoffs.
1: Ooh.
0: So so right now, I mean, they don't have Jari back yet, so it's Domingue. That's who it is.
1: Oh, wow. So apparently Connor Clifton led all Bruins defensemen in ice time today. Twenty minutes and sixteen seconds.
0: It's probably because he was stuck on on the uh, the ice for like two plus minutes in that last three minutes.
1: <laughs> That's true, yeah, he. Uh, NHL public relations is calling it the pu- the perfection line right now. No,
0: <laughs> no, oh, well, oh yeah, we didn't even touch on that. Yes, so during the last five minutes of game two, and then. Uh, The last two games, we've got a reunion of Bergeron, Marchand, and uh, Pasta, which is fine. If it's working, it's working. And the reformulated second line's been decent,
2: but that's because Holland and DeBrusque have both been in beast mode, like even the bad games this season, this series. Oh my god,
0: oh my god. I'm so glad you said DeBrusque. DeBrusque was doing really great defensive things in game three. You know, especially that mad scramble in front of the net uh, where he like laid his body down to make sure he could block that to, to make sure the puck didn't go in. You know what? I think that we need to give Jake some credit for things that he's doing and he's doing well. Knowing that he wanted to be traded out of here and the fact that he's just doing he's playing so well, you know, scoring goals he's doing defensive stuff he's doing the things that he needs to do to make the team successful so uh good for jake i'm really happy to see it um and i think that he needed to have some credit for that so thank you for mentioning him definitely
1: i think um i said it earlier um on twitter i think that he looks like the jake de from before cadres cheap shot
0: yeah i mean I, I hope it didn't really take him that long to recover from that but maybe it did I mean, yeah, you never know with the head, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just the, it's not the actual physical condition. It's the trauma of it all. And remember, there was a lot wrapped up in that, that, you know, he had to deal with his own, you know, injury stuff, his head injury, and then he's getting like death threats and his family's getting death threats on Instagram, you know? Yep. I mean, that's a lot of bullshit. So uh maybe it just took a long time for him to get through all of that, you know? It's possible because I mean, he he had that happen with his with the cheap shot to his head. He like you said the death threats.
1: Then a little soon after you have the pandemic and deal with everything with that. Ugh. It's kind of like a shitstorm on top of the shitstorm situation and maybe it just kind of took weathering that a little bit more to kind of get out of his mind a little bit which is understandable. Anyone could, it could happen to anyone literally.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, you know, fans be kind with Jake, you know, know that he's doing his best job out there. So I'm really happy to hear that uh, or see that. So good for him. Look, because that second line is being kind of uh, put together on a dime. It's going to take a while for it to really, really um, get it together, but good. Let Let's, let's work on this. It's, Work in progress.
2: And again, like, I feel like this line arrangement is only going to last this series. Like, it was specifically because, and I've seen it argues, like, the Bruins were never going to out-depth the Canes. What they needed to be able to do was overpower the top of the Canes.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Which well, makes sense. Yeah. And... If they can if they can make it past the Canes, the next matchup is kind of in their kind of favorable for them. So I mean I think they match up well against both Pittsburgh or New York, to be quite honest. So hmm. I mean and Pittsburgh's rolling out Portland Pirate Great Louis Domingue in net, so <laughs> <laughs>
0: he has been all over too. What didn't he like uh back up uh, Vasilevsky one season? I don't know. I seem he's to remember. Spell, yeah.
1: Yeah. He, he's oh, like, oh yeah. he has you know, been like, to Arizona, I think. Um Calgary at he one was point. In New
2: Jersey for a spell.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. He's been everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So. Do, 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 do. I was thinking that song too. <laughs> do, 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 do. I've been everywhere, man, I've been everywhere. Is that a Johnny Cash yeah, so song?
2: Coyotes, Tampa. Devils, Canuck. Oh, he's a Canuck, too. <laughs> <laughs> for, for a game.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all he needed, really.
0: <laughs> I'm feeling a lot brighter about this series right now than I was uh, after Monday night. So Same here. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to stay positive as positive as I can get. And, uh, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm, I'm encouraging everyone else to do the same because I have good feelings about this team. If they can just get beyond this first matchup. So, um, okay. So Jeff, why don't you tell us what we know about the games coming up? Okay. So, um,
2: are of course, placeholder, um, uh, spots for all three upcoming, all potentially three upcoming games. Um, hang on, let me hit refresh to see if they've added a timestamp for game for game six. They have not. Okay, so we know for sure they are playing on Tuesday, that is May 10th, seven PM Eastern time in Carolina for game five. And we also know, although we don't know a start time, that there will be a game six on Thursday the twelfth in Boston.
0: Yep. I would assume that it's a seven because they are the, uh, you know, it's a, they're the, they're the team of the, you know, the first slate of, um, of teams. They're, the, this is the matchup that is uh, always first on the schedule. So in other words, yes. they started out at 7 p.m. all the starts. And oh, then, oh,
2: yeah. and then then Leafs, um, uh, and then Leafs Tampa is the one that's staggered. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> so that's what I would assume, but I don't know uh, for sure. And then, uh, if there's a game seven, um, I'm not going
2: to touch wood because, like, a game seven—there's no game seven—that cause equal chance of being a good thing or a bad thing, right? So, um, if there's a game seven, that'll be on Saturday the 14th at a time to be announced later.
0: Yep, that when we truly don't know, and that's that's okay. we'll we'll cross that when we have to if we have to. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um and we will definitely talk about this uh all next week. Uh I mean on Sunday, whatever happens this week. Yes. Um so that's that's good. Um we'll have the series will be wrapped up by the time we record, which will be fine. I just wanna say Lucky Jersey. Lucky jersey's working. Lucky ragged ass Bergeron
2: jersey that's uh holding on for dear life and that's existence.
0: If you have a lucky Bergeron whatever, use it. But yes, if it's not lucky, if it's not lucky, like don't use it.
2: The real question will be whether do, do do Jersey rules reset with new series, or do you have to stay stay with the one that dance with the one that bring you?
0: Ooh, um.
2: Like what I'm saying is, are my are both of my jerseys verboten for the remainder of these playoffs now?
0: Um, for the ma- remainder of this series, yes. For the well,
2: unequivocally on this series, yes, absolutely. On the questions, pla- whether we reset on uh, if there's
0: another if
2: the Bruins advance,
0: I say reset. And if it do- if it doesn't work with the first game, then then you know what to do.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> See, I- I'm the opposite. I would for the game one. I would just stick with what's working and if it doesn't work that's when you change it if it when it stops working that's when you change it up that's how I am
0: well I, I mean for the past 2 games i've been rocking a uh a brandon carlo under uh t-shirt underneath this uh lucky jersey um and i didn't wash either one of them so you know they're going to get funky at some point it's fine whatever you know <laughs> i'm not gonna wash the brandon carlo one i'm just gonna pull this off and put it down and fold it up and then take it on a tuesday (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) okay well uh i think that's that's pretty much it huh Uh,
2: i think so yeah all right okay well listeners you've been listening to barrel